Let us pray. Loving Father in heaven, thank you for giving us the grace to be among the living today. Glory, honor, adoration, and praise be unto your holy name now and forevermore. Father in heaven, we ask that you bless us with spiritual blessings this morning. Speak to us, Lord, from your word. As we go through the devotion, impress on our hearts through your spirit the lessons that you want us to add to our lives. Put your words in our mouth and give us grace to speak words to that will be a blessing to all who are listening. Lord, we want power and strength to live for you. We pray that through this devotion you will give us that power. Power to overcome the sins and temptation that will come our way today. Please, Lord, help us, I pray. In Jesus' name, Amen. Our High Calling January 20 Light or Shadow Woe unto them that call evil good, and good evil, that put darkness for light, and light for darkness, that put bitter for sweet, and sweet for bitter. Isaiah chapter 5 verse 20 God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. If there were no light, there would be no shade. But while the shade comes by the sun, it is not created by it. It is some obstruction that causes the shadow. So darkness emanates not from God, but is the result of an intruding object between the soul and God. Disregard of the light that God has given brings the sure result. It creates a shadow, a darkness that is more dark because of the light which has been sent. If a man withdraws himself from light and evidence and yields to Satan's seducing arts, he himself draws the curtain of unbelief about him so that light cannot be distinguished from darkness. More light and evidence would only be misunderstood by him. The greater the evidence, the greater will be the indifference. This will lead the deceived soul to call darkness light and truth error. Satan is constantly working to lead men to deny the light. It is but a step from the straightforward path to a diverging one, in which Satan leads the way, and where light is all darkness and darkness light. It is a dangerous thing to open the heart to unbelief, for it drives the Spirit of God away from the heart, and Satan's suggestions come in. We must avoid the first admission of doubt and unbelief. Whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. Galatians chapter 6 verse 7 God destroys no man. Every man who is destroyed will destroy himself. 
When a man stifles the admonitions of conscience, he sows the seeds of unbelief, and these produce a sure harvest. They would none of my counsel. They despised all my reproof. Therefore shall they eat of the fruit of their own way, and be filled with their own devices. For the turning away of the simple shall slay them, and the prosperity of fools shall destroy them. But whoso hearkeneth unto me shall dwell safely, and shall be quiet from fear of evil. Proverbs chapter 1 verse 30 to 33. Amen. The title of our devotion is Light or Shadow. Light or Shadow. And our key text is taken from Isaiah chapter 5 verse 20, which says, Woe unto them that call evil good and good evil that put darkness for light and light for darkness, that put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. A fearful woe is pronounced, trouble is coming for those who call light darkness and darkness light, who would see something that is good and say it is evil and see something that is evil and call it good who sees something that will pass as being bitter but will say no it is sweet and then something that should pass as being sweet will say it is bitter god said in his word that when we do not use our senses aright our reasoning powers to come to the right conclusions of what truth is and error what light is and what darkness is that when we do not use our senses aright to make conclusions on these there is a fearful woe upon us the illustration of light is used and if you can try it you see how wonderful this illustration is if you shine a light today just as the sun is there will be nothing like shadow except there is an obstruction when you place something in the in the path of that light, the rays of that light, just place anything in, in, in that path, and you'll find out that behind that thing will be something called a shadow, a dark path, where the light cannot reach. The reason the light cannot reach there is not the light's fault, but because of something that has been placed in the path of that light. The light is going to be shining on that thing, but behind it, there will be darkness and something wonderful happens if you increase the intensity of that light the darkness behind that obstruction increases if you reduce the intensity of the light the darkness also reduces it's not as dark but the more the light is increased the more the darkness gets thicker and thicker behind the obstruction and this illustration is used to warn us not to reject light by placing an obstruction between ourselves and the light. What is this obstruction that we can place between ourselves and the light? That obstruction is unbelief, doubt, seeds of unbelief, 
That is what the obstruction is. A rejection of the truth so that it does not reach us. And when that obstruction is placed, what happens to us? Since we have placed an obstruction between ourselves and the light, then we will be standing in darkness. And the more light given to us, the more the darkness comes to us and the stronger becomes our unbelief. The purpose of this devotion is to warn us from doing this light or shadow which will it be for you. This is what would make the person in the darkness to call light darkness because the more the light is shining, he sees it as darkness. Why does he see it as darkness? Not because it is darkness but because he has placed an obstruction between himself and the light. And so when the light is coming more and more, he is going to be seeing more and more darkness. So therefore he is going to call light darkness because he can see that somebody is shining light. But instead of seeing light, he is seeing darkness. So he will say, no, this is darkness, it is not light. And the more evidence to support that light comes, that comes, the more he sees darkness. But what is the real problem? Why is he seeing darkness? It is because of the obstruction. So now, in real time, what does this mean? When we have something in our mind that we hold on to, There was one devotion we did before titled Where Apostasy Begins. That was in December 2 or thereabout. Not very sure. But there we saw how this thing happens. You see, when somebody apostatizes, that's the same thing that happens. They call light darkness and darkness light. They call something that is sweet bitter and something that is bitter sweet. And then they, they say good is evil and evil is good. But the real problem is in the heart when it is cherishing something that is not good that thing becomes an obstruction that creates unbelief in the heart and you start to doubt the truth that you once knew hmm? like Eve the person will ask has God said did God really mean it when he said I shouldn't do this but the real reason the question is being asked is that deep down in the heart there is a desire to touch that fruit there is a desire to eat it and then you start to question your previous convictions and beliefs and start to doubt it is it really true that if I tell lies, it's such a bad thing. Is it such a bad thing to really dress like this? Once you believed it, but then you start to doubt. That's what unbelief is. Start to doubt. Am I really supposed to keep the Sabbath? Is it really true that if I don't keep it, I will not make it to the kingdom of God? Is it true that if I dress this way or if I don't wear this or don't wear that, I will make it to the I won't make it to the kingdom of God? He started to doubt. Is it true? Is it true? It's the devil who does that. He was the one who brought that question to the mind of Eve. Has God really said that thou should not eat of any fruit of the garden? Questioning the, the mind. And we also can have the same questionings today. We may have seen the light and the truth concerning certain things that the Lord has spoken to us about. It may be the media. It may be the entertainment. It may be one music. I tell you, the devil does this. It may be a cherished music. It may be dress and fashion. It may be the Sabbath. It may be a conviction that has come to you about a certain friend that you may you should avoid. It may be a conviction about a certain job that you should not do. Perhaps they are producing alcohol in that work or they are doing something questionable 
and the Holy Spirit has convicted you not to do this. But when you have a desire for yourself, you start to doubt the instruction and the conviction that you have had before. Now what happens is that when you bring this doubt into your mind, there is unbelief. So the light that is coming to you is going to be rejected. The former light that you had that you thought was good, you are going to call it evil. And guess what this leads to? Sin against the Holy Spirit. That is what it is. When you see something that the Holy Spirit has convicted you about before, and you agreed and you understood this thing to be truth, then later on you change your mind and say, no, this thing is not truth, it is error. You have sinned against the Holy Spirit because this Holy Spirit who convicted you before of what is truth, you call it error now. So that means the Holy Spirit is darkness. You are sinning against him by calling him darkness. And then the bad spirit, the evil spirit, the evil, the unbelief that comes to your heart, you now say that this is the light. Now you are sinning against the Holy Spirit because you are calling the Holy Spirit evil and then the evil spirit good. Be careful how you change your convictions. Like I said earlier, it could be fashion. It could be anything at all. Sometimes you you may have understood the truth and he said, this music is wrong. Entertainment, the movie is wrong. And for a while you believe it. And you throw away all the music and movies and entertainments that you know is wrong. And then sometimes you start to reconsider in your heart because you love it. Maybe you hear it somewhere and you start to listen to it again and again. Instead of agreeing that you have sinned against God in listening to that music and enjoying it and, and having pleasure in it. Instead of agreeing that perhaps premarital sex is wrong. Instead of agreeing that that hairstyle or that dress that you cherished and maybe wore it one day is wrong or breaking of the sabbath writing exams on sabbath or whatever it is instead of agreeing is wrong you knew it was wrong before or even if you didn't know but because you cherish something those acts are leading you somewhere that you want to go the dress is what gives you confidence it is what makes you feel good about yourself that exam that you want to write on sabbath if you don't write it you're not going to get the ambition that you want to get or breaking the laws of social reform you feel like, oh, I must hold the hands of the young man or the lady because I want to woo him to my bed or something. Or you feel, oh, I want to get married to this person. And then you break the laws of social reform, doing things you should not do, taking undue familiarity and unwarranted liberties with the persons of the bodies of other people. It may not even be in sex. It may be in anything at all, just doing inappropriate things. But to justify this, because you want to do these things, you start to justify them. And in justifying them, whenever the truth comes to you from the word of God telling you this thing is wrong, you will say it is not the truth, it is error. Now you are placing darkness for light and light for darkness. And I say you are going in the direction of sinning against the Holy Spirit. And God says, whoa, if we do that, do not let your desires to get the better of you. In one of the devotions we did in this January, we realized that the real problem with us is self. And if we can conquer self, we will be able to overcome sin. Do not follow desire. Desire will destroy you. Go against your desires. But at the end of the day, what does God say to us? 
that woe that is placed upon those who call light darkness and darkness light it's not that god is going to destroy the person but we will reap whatever we sow galatians 6 verse 7 how is it if you sow unbelief you will reap unbelief if you sow darkness you will reap darkness when a man stifles the admonitions of the conscience he sows the seeds of unbelief and these produce a sure harvest a wonderful bible passage is here to explain to us how we destroy ourselves by our own belief not by god not that not that god destroys us we destroy ourselves our beliefs destroy us the path we choose to go to is what will destroy us the seed that we sow is what we will get in the harvest we will reap it and we will see whatever it is if we sow thistles we will reap thistles if we sow good seed we will reap good seed and it is a law of life jesus said whatsoever a man soweth that shall he also reap nobody is going to plant wheat and then see thorns nobody is going to plant thistles and see wheat we will get what we sow Proverbs chapter 1 verse 30 to 33 says, They would none of my counsel. That is, when we don't want God's counsel, they would not, not want any of my counsel. They despised all my reproof. What does that mean? To despise a reproof means to call it darkness when it is light. Now, what will be the result? Therefore, because they did this, because they despised my reproof, what will be the result? Therefore shall they eat of the fruit of their own way. Not God is going to punish them. They will get, we will get the fruit of our own way, the results of what we have chosen. And be filled with our own devices if we go the wrong way. For the turning away of the simple shall slay them. And the prosperity of fools shall destroy them. But whoso hearkeneth unto me shall dwell safely, and shall be quiet from fear of evil. Unbelief will eventually destroy anyone who cherishes it. That thing that you say you want to get, and because of that you call darkness light, and that light darkness, and you say that which is good is evil, and that which is evil is good, because there is something in your heart that you want to get. And you start to justify something that is clearly wrong. And you say, you know, it's no moral wrong. I've not done anything wrong. Because there's something you wanted. And you start to justify it. That thing that you are going for will destroy you. That's what the Bible says. Proverbs 1, reading from verse 30 to verse 33. says, the turning away of the simple shall destroy him shall slay him and the prosperity of fools shall destroy him but the counsel is given and the promise that whosoever hearkens unto wisdom shall dwell safely and shall be quiet from fear of evil so what is it in your life that it's this whole devotion refers to will you retrace your steps i pray you do do not call that which is obviously the truth error and do not call that which is error truth to you it may seem insignificant it may be anything that your mind considers to be small because there's really nothing small some people talk about head covering and look at it as a small issue some people talk about dress and look at it as a small issue people will change their documents they want to go abroad they want to travel out of the country and they tell all kinds of lies in their documents and they see it as a small thing and say it is not a, it's not wrong it is good whereas it is evil 
and the mind becomes more hardened under any correction. The more you try to give the light, the more it gets harder and they see it as darkness. Retrace your steps. Do not let your ambition destroy you. I don't know what it is that the Holy Spirit is speaking to you about, but whatever it is, go to the Word of God and search. And as far as you can see the truth there, deny yourself. Call evil, evil, and call good, good. Call a spade, a spade, like we will see. Because it is for your own good. Trust in the Lord. Follow that which is righteous. And you will find out that indeed, if you hearken to the Lord, you shall receive good things. May the Lord bless us and keep us. May he give us grace to follow after that which is good. Take away the unbelief from your heart. Believe the word of God. Follow that which he has said. And it shall be well with you. Do not think that in following Christ he shall deny you of good things. No, he will not take away any good thing from those that fear him. It may seem in the eyes apparently as if good things are being denied to you, but no, that is not the truth. Do not fear to follow him. Do not fear so that you start to call truth error and error truth. May the Lord bless us as we do this in Jesus' name. Amen. This devotion reminds me of God's counsel that we should have no other gods before him and also that we should not make for ourselves any graven image and it can really get troublesome that sometimes in that sometimes we may not really understand that the reasons why we are trying to doubt God's word is because there are now new desires which we have separate from the one which we had when we were when we started our journey with God initially we may have been sincere and hard working going for missions from location to location sincere in putting our time and our means for God's work but sometimes or somewhere along the line it may now come before our minds that okay in comparison between ourselves and those who may be following the world, we feel like we have fallen short. And then, maybe, let's say someone who refused to write about exams, now you see your friends, they seem to be prospering in the things of the world. Then you begin to reconsider your position and try to justify evil and call it good and say it doesn't really matter God understands the difficulty but then the consideration is only coming because there is now a new desire which was not there before it amazes me that God and uh, Satan changes this temptation or tries to work on our minds from time to time something that never meant something to you yesterday today he may keep trying and presenting it in new light or in new darkness let me put it that way so that you begin to appreciate it. Whereas before, you never cared about it. And I, I think that's where we need to also watch ourselves. Jesus said in the book of um, John, and that text, I really like it. And we keep a check on us. 14 verse 30 of John, it says, Hereafter, I will not talk much with you. For the prince of this world cometh and had nothing in me. Jesus maintained this state of mind where there was nothing in him. That Satan could use to twist him. We are subject to temptations. 
but we also we also have available with us the power of God to remove idols from the heart. It's interesting to know that if we take these things to God, He will help us. He will heal us. The first thing I want to advise or encourage us with is the first thing is being able to evaluate our motives from time to time. We are encouraged that the day should not end without we sitting down and evaluating our decisions, our actions, the reasons why we do what we do. Reminds me of First Corinthians 13 where Paul was talking about love and also speaking that in which case he was trying to examine some actions that can pass as good works but the motives behind them are selfish so he doesn't count it as something that is good when the motive for the action itself some people do good works but they're only trying to secure their own jobs per se or trying to make themselves respectable in the society but they do good things philanthropic works so for us the first thing I, I want to advise is we must evaluate our motives day in, day out. And make sure that they are pure. That they are coming out from a heart that seeks to please God. You're doing whatever you're doing because God wants you to do it. It will help us not to buy in another motive because, uh, for example, the motive can be just to get the praise of men. The motive can be just to please men. The motive can be to increase your profile. And if you go on that direction, even though the works, the actions people see may be good, along the line you may bend truth for error because you still want to win the praise of men. So we can trace our footsteps back and say, no, I do not this for men. I do it because God wants me to do it. I'm not a man pleaser because that was what made Saul to derail at a time he was pleasing God but he got into his head to please men and when God told him to wait that someone was going to come to do the sacrifice he could not wait because he had traveled that path of pleasing men so the first thing I'll encourage us is to always evaluate our motives evaluate our thoughts our actions after, uh, during the day as we're making decisions or at the end of the day so that we can retrace our footsteps, we will not make a wrong will not build the wrong foundation then in case two the second thing if you don't know how to if you can't find this out of course it's not our power to really understand everything within us the bible says in psalm 139 david was making a very solemn prayer he said examine me i'm reading psalm 139 verse 23 this is new english translation it says examine me and probe my thoughts Test me and know my concerns. 24. See if there is any idolatrous tendency in me and lead me in the reliable ancient path. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts and see if there be any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. This prayer, obviously, God will answer it because. The preceding verses in that text tells how God knows everything. David will say, If I say surely the darkness 
shall cover me, even the night shall be light about me. Verse 12 says, Yea, the darkness hideth not from thee, but the night shineth as the day, and the darkness and the light are both alike to thee. So no matter how dark our thoughts, our, he- our motives may be, Jesus can penetrate it and help us find out what may be the concerns now, the idolatrous concerns, either for fame, for pride, for the things of the ple- uh, pleasures of the world, whatever, he can help us. So that's another counsel to that effect. Then, um, if you find out a concern which you know is genuine, but it's trying to make you to turn away from what is right, you may have a genuine concern, but it's trying to place a stumbling block before you, you can tell it to God in prayer. I like this, uh, there's a, a, a piece I read yesterday in the book, A Call to Stand Apart. It gives a wonderful counsel. Because sometimes the things that make us call light darkness may be genuine interests, but we are taking it too far. The Bible calls it sometimes the cares of this life. In a call to stand apart, 27 paragraph 8, it says, Keep your wants, your joys, your sorrows, your cares, and your fears before God. You cannot burden Him, you cannot weary Him. He who numbers the hairs of your head is not indifferent to the wants of his children. The Lord is very pitiful and of tender mercy. His heart of love is touched by our sorrows and even our utterances of them. Take to him everything that perplexes the mind. Nothing is too great for him to bear, for he holds up worlds. He rules over all the affairs of the universe. Nothing that in any way concerns our peace is too small for him to notice. This is God requesting that we tell him so that we should not let these cares or, or concerns that may be genuine to help or, to make us turn aside from the ways of God, turn aside from the principles which we hold to be true. The Bible says that God makes a way in the wilderness. So even that which may seem like a confusion to you, God can make a way out of it so that we don't need to sin against him in order to survive we should not be obstinate i also remember that when jeremiah had pleaded with the children of israel and told them you're sacrificing to the queen of heaven i know that they were stubborn they did not want to hear god i pray really that it will not be our portion that when god finds us out or helps us to see where or what we are holding on to that will not have to hold on to it and say this is our prosperity no my brother or my sister know that whatever prosperity that comes from obeying disobeying god is darkness we are sowing to the flesh we are sowing what we, what we are sowing destruction at the end of the day it's deception no matter how pleasing or how good satan presents it like we are told in yesterday's devotion it is a deception i really pray that we will not make any idols in our hearts we'll leave matters in the hand of god and let him direct us to a good end in jesus name amen god's words to us again comes to help us remove these idolatrous thoughts in ezekiel 14 verse 2 and the word of the lord came unto me saying son of man 
these men have set up their idols in their heart and put the stumbling block of their iniquity before their face. Should I be inquired of at all by them? Therefore, speak unto them and say unto them, Thus saith the Lord God, Every man of the house of Israel that setteth up his idols in his heart, and putteth up the stumbling block of iniquity before his face, and cometh to the prophet, I the Lord will answer him, that cometh according to the multitude of his idols. Verse 6 Therefore say unto the house of Israel, Thus saith the Lord God, Repent, and turn yourselves from your idols, and turn away your faces from all your abominations. That's God's concern for us. He wants us to repent and to turn away from all our abomination. For every one of the house of Israel, or the stranger that sojourneth in Israel, who separated himself from me and set up his idols in his heart, and put the stumbling block of iniquity before his face, and cometh to a prophet to inquire him concerning me, I, the Lord, will answer him by myself, and I will set my face against that man, and will make him a sign and a proverb, and I will cut him off from the midst of my people, and ye shall know that I am the Lord. So God is warning us not to call light darkness because of our idols. Repent is God's counsel. And I pray as we do this, we'll be saved from the destruction. Amen. Let us pray. Our Father and our God, we thank you first for life and primarily in this devotion for helping us know the danger of calling light darkness. Thank you for also revealing to us that it is our selfish desires that makes us turn away from your ways. Dear Lord, thank you for revealing us to us this. I want to pray, Lord, that you help us in case we are not even acquainted with our selfishness. As you promised us in Psalm 139, please search us and help us to know our ways. I also pray for everyone who is genuinely concerned for the things that are basic in life. Lord, but that these things want to make them to turn aside or make us turn aside. I pray you take care of the problems, Lord. Though we may be tested and tried, I pray that we shall be faithful to you and not turn aside, Lord, from your ways. I also pray that your spirit will also work in us. For some of us, we have things in our heart that are not right. They are devilish. Maybe the dress or the food or the praise of men. And it is trying to turn us aside, Lord. I pray that you do a miracle of removing these idols in our hearts, Lord. As every soul sincerely submits themselves to you, Lord, in their corners, in the recess of their heart, I pray, Lord, that you please do this miracle of transforming the heart. Thank you, Father, because we know you have answered this prayer. Thank you also because you are willing to help us. Father, we know no one can do this work except you, and so that's why we come to you. And thank you, Father, for hearing this prayer. Bless our going out and our coming in. Thank you, for we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.